I think it's a very disappointing development. And first of all, I should say that we have questions as to whether they'll be successful because in essence, the issue is moot as President Bashir is no longer in the country. So the basis of the appeal will be interesting, but we look forward to receiving their papers on that. But I think it is a disturbing development because the judge was clear on this. The law is clear on this, that South Africa had a duty to act and that the government contravened the direct court order. And do you have the likes of top government officials, top ANC officials, questioning the rule of law, some saying that the judiciary of the country is corrupt. Based on that, how do you perceive the way government is putting Omar al-Bashir's rights or needs ahead of the South African judiciary or the International Criminal Court? I think it is a disturbing situation because what we have here is there are victims in Darfur. The UN figures are now at 300,000 people who've died since the insurgency in 2003. And there is credible evidence that President Bashir has charges to answer to. So for South Africa to be prioritizing him over the rule of law or justice in the country or adhering to a court order makes no sense whatsoever. And it's unfortunate, though, because I feel like this is more of a political stance than anything else when really human rights and the rights of the victims should be a priority. Suggestions coming through is that a lot of African states do want to now be independent of the International Criminal Court. How do you view such a suggestion or such an assertion that Africa wants to have its own sort of authority or governing body to handle these kinds of allegations and suggestions within the continent? I should say that this has been an ongoing discussion for about the better part of the past five years and not a single African state has withdrawn despite all the threats. So that's the first thing I'd like to highlight. The second thing is we need to look at the existing mechanisms on the African continent. We no longer have a SADC tribunal and we have an African court that has no criminal jurisdiction. So currently there is no body that could handle crimes against humanity, genocide and war crimes. And we see that our national jurisdictions are also lacking in this regard. So the landscape in Africa, as far as international criminal justice is concerned, is looking a little bit grim as far as institutions that can take these issues forward, which is why the ICC is in place and which is why the ICC is currently the only institution that is fighting for the African victims who've been suffering at the hands of genocide, crimes against humanity and war crimes. At at this stage, with so much of question marks and so much of challenge against the South African judiciary, what needs to be done to respect and promote that very institution of the South African judiciary? I think the government needs to lead by example and understand that if it's questioning a judicial order just because it's against the government, then we have a serious problem here. I think the judiciary has behaved in an exemplary fashion and that should be highlighted. The rule of law is an important thing that needs to be upheld in the constitutional democracy we call South Africa. And the government should be working with the judiciary, not against the judiciary. South Africa is often seen as that anchor for Africa. What has this done for South Africa's perception internationally? I think South Africa's international reputation has taken a significant blow because it's brought its own legitimacy and credibility into question. When a government defies a court order, it raises serious concerns for South Africans and also for the international community, looking at South Africa to be a leader on the African continent with regard to these issues. So I think there's been some serious damage done at that level, and whether or not South Africa will recover from the damage will remains to be seen.